What's up? Welcome to That's Crazy Bro, the podcast where I wake up and talk about stuff. <laughs> um, the last, the last episode was uh, kind of like a bonus episode. It was the uh, first one that I did, and I'm basically, basically waiting for this podcast to, uh, I guess come into its own um but i'm excited i'm excited um and today this episode is gonna be a little longer um i wanted to talk about a comedian that i've been watching a little bit um mitch hedberg the best way that I could describe Mitch Hedberg would be it's it's almost like someone like some hippie wandered onto a, a stage wandered into a comedy club right just wandered onto a stage with a microphone and just started just saying stuff <laughs> just like some hippie just walked into the comedy club and just started saying stuff but it's hilarious. <laughs> like that's almost like what it is because it's not really com it's it's almost like so different from normal stand up that it's almost like not even stand up. It gets to the point where it's almost not stand up anymore. It's just it's just Mitch Hedberg being Mitch Hedberg. And that's that's why I think it's genius cuz it's it's just hi- it's just him being himself. And it's almost like really he just walked in off the street and just started just talking. You know, he just says random stuff, but it's hilarious. And, I mean, that's part of, like, the genius. And what I've started to realize about Mitch Hedberg is that he's he's really an interesting comedian because his brand of comedy is kind of, like, weird. Um... But it's good and and funny at the same time. And what what he'll do is none of his jokes, like, carry on to the next joke. And what I mean by that is is in a a stand-up comedian, when they tell jokes, it's like basically stand-up comedians will go on stage and, and tell stories. And, I mean, I'm not... I'm not a fucking stand-up comedian... I don't know anything about it, but I just watch it on YouTube sometimes. And I'll see, like, my, one of my favorite comedians is Bill Burr. And, I mean, his brand of comedy is he goes on stage and he just kind of complains about shit, basically. He tells stories about times um, that shit's happened in his life and he sort of just complains about it. And he has a very, like, angry brand of comedy where he like complains about like women and like politics and like the world and like everything's going to shit and it's all terrible and he it's hilarious mitch hedberg had his own i mean it was a very different obviously than bill burr but my point is he had his own brand of comedy and it worked and it was so i'm just fascinated by it because it was so weird and interesting because none of his jokes carried on 
to the next joke. They were all one-liners. Every every single one of his jokes, like go and go and watch Mitch Hedberg right now. Go on YouTube and watch Mitch Hedberg. Every single one of his jokes is a one-liner. Um, there's no stories. There's no, you know, classic stand-up where it's like a a long story with a punchline at the end. It's all like, badum, like one joke to the next joke to the next joke. And it's all very chop. It's like chop, choppy, but not choppy because it's good. And um, like one of his jokes is is um, it's it's fucking genius, but it's you know it's a one liner, and then he just he's done with the joke and he moves on to the next joke. And it's I'm not addicted to gambling. I'm addicted to sitting in a semi circle, and it's it's hilarious. And I mean, of course, it's not funny when I say it because that's the thing about Mitch Hedberg is, I mean, he was high the entire time that he was on stage and he actually died. I don't know when I think uh, I don't know when he died, but he died. I don't know if it was um, drug related or if it was related to something else, but I know he did was like a heavy drug user. And I'm pretty sure he was probably high the entire time he was on stage. And that's that's another thing that makes him so fascinating to me is the fact that he was high all the time, yet he was still able to remember all these different jokes and able to remember what he says and what he like what he has said and what he hasn't said. I mean, that's it's crazy. And and I think that's part of the his appeal is the fact that he's sort of like this high like stoner guy. But he's, you know, he's he's very kind of silly and lovable. And I, it's just his, his, uh, his style of comedy is just, it's fascinating because it's so different than any other comedian. Like, there's no other comedian that was like him. And I just wanted to talk about that. It's just so fucking crazy to me that, um... That he could, he could, I think I respect him for it. I respect that he could do, I mean, being, being a famous stand-up comic is like, like in making like, being like famous and shit as a stand-up comedian, I feel like it's probably not easy. But the fact that he was able to become uh, famous for a time and such a, such a loved comedian while doing the entire thing like uh, pretty much different or you know having such i don't know just like a unique brand of comedy and also i mean doing it like probably loaded <laughs> just high out of his mind the entire time uh you kind of just have to respect him a little bit for it you know at, at least just respect how unique his comedy was the next thing that I wanted to talk about is modern art. And I know this all seems super random because like why is he talking about modern art right now? Like we're going from we're going from this comedian to modern art. Well, guess what? This is what I want to talk about. Because what happened is I am a student. I'm a college student at the University of North Carolina at Charlotte and 
I am taking a liberal studies class, uh, and it's like this art studies class, and I'm learning about, you know, these different artists and their work, and it's like this modern art stuff. And what I've realized is that modern art, because I guess that's what it is, is kind of fucking stupid. <laughs> um, and I just have to, I gotta talk about it, because it's like, what the hell? I mean, so, there's this artist that we we were learning about, and his name is... His name's Song Dong. Okay. His name's Song Dong. Um, he's Asian. And... Which... <laughs> I know that's like a broad statement, right? He's Asian, right? He could be... He could be Chinese, Japanese, Korean. He's, he's Asian. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. Maybe I'm a ra- I'm just a racist white American. I don't know if he's Chinese or Japanese or Korean. Does that does that make me racist? I'm sure it does. I'm 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 a hundred percent sure it does. Anyway, Song Dong is a modern artist, and he's just he's an artist. And basically, his his work of art that we we studied. He got all this junk from his, like, house. Uh, all this stuff that was, like, in his family. Um, all this stuff that he had. Literal just junk. I mean, anything he had. It was, like, sh- old shoes, bags, toothbrushes, like, fucking anything. Wallets, you know? Like, old like anything literally just junk like it was it was basically he cleaned out his his attic and just it was but it was an entire like art exhibit and that's that's what i realized is that modern art is stupid because because i mean you can look up like go look up song dong right song dong uh art you know installation i don't know the name of it but it's it, it looked like a garage sale. It looked like he, he, he had a garage sale and he just put it in a showroom and called it art. And there's people, you know, walking through it, looking at it, taking pictures of it, going, oh, wow, it's art, you know. And, and it made me realize modern art is so stupid because you can just take anything and call it art. And if you, if you, if you present it as art, People, people are going to look at it and they're going to go, oh, wow, beautiful, you know, and people are going to, people, you could, you could take, you could take like a COVID mask, right? You could just take a mask and put it in the middle of a showroom and, you know, call it art and say that this is your greatest masterpiece and people will walk in there and, you know, put lights on it, put it in a showroom, call it, call it, you know, your art People will walk in there and they'll look at it for an hour and they'll stare at it and they'll take pictures of it and they'll, you know, ponder the meaning of your work. Literally just take a COVID mask and put it on the floor of a showroom. 
right? Maybe splatter some blood on it <laughs> to for effect, make it seem dramatic. Be like, oh, it represents the the struggle of the pandemic or some some bullshit. <clears throat> and people will stare at it for an hour and and pay you sums of money to look at your your creation. And that's modern art for you. It's just a bunch of a bunch of people who figured out how to how to like benefit from from delusion. I mean, I mean and it's kind of sad because they're taking something beautiful. I mean, maybe I sound like a a crackpot right now, but they're taking something beautiful, which is which is art, and they're watering it down by by like you know taking their crap and calling it art this guy this guy song dong literally and and i keep using the word literally because that's that that is the best word he literally got a bunch of like junk and crap from his house like old shoes old stuff old boxes and and just laid it all out in a big like in a big like um basically i don't know it was like a big showroom and he called it his like i don't know the name of the the um exhibit but that was his 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 thing and it was like a garage sale and he called it art and that's modern art for you it's it's ridiculous it's not art and like what would like picasso say about that (laughs) what would michelangelo say what would what would da vinci say about you know these these quote unquote artists who are just doing random stuff and you know calling it calling it art so i mean it's it's embarrassing and like i said i don't know a lot about art i'm not an art major i'm not an artist but just from like the just from the point of view of like the average citizen the point of view of like the average guy not the art you know connoisseur but the average dude i mean if i if 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 the average guy wandered into an art museum and and looked at this stuff he'd say what the hell is this right because it's it's weird but yeah, so that modern art class is going to be tough for me this year because I, uh, I'm i just going to have to make up any positive things that I have to say about any of those artists' like work for, for the most part. I mean, I'm sure some, not all of them. Some of them I'm sure I can, I can, you know, say some positive things about, but some of them are just going to have to... I'm just going to have to bullshit it. But that's okay. You know, peace and love. Uh, I've been watching... You know how it is, lazy nights, boring nights. You watch a lot of Netflix and Hulu sometimes. Um, And they recently added the show Freaks and Geeks back on Hulu. Um, a lot of people don't know about this show and I feel like I just have to talk about it because it is a great show. 
uh, Freaks and Geeks. So they it used to be it used to be on Netflix. Um, they took it off Netflix for a while. I couldn't find it anywhere. Couldn't stream it anywhere. Then, like a few days ago, they added it on Hulu, and I've just been binging it. There's only one season, um, which sucks, but there's like 20 episodes, I think, and the episodes are about 45 minutes, so there's a good amount of content, um, but I just want to talk about how, first of all, everyone should go watch Freaks and Geeks right now, um, it's about the 70s or you know 1980 which is basically the 70s because you know that like 1980s basically the 70s 1990s basically the 80s the year 2000 is basically still the 90s you know hasn't transferred over yet i feel like so but anyway 1980 or basically you know still 70s um and it's about a group of kids in high school it's it's kind of like that 70s show which is a show that a lot of you know people know about most people know about um but it was only around for one season because it got canceled which really sucks uh a lot of people like it though it's kind of like maybe like a cult classic it has seth rogan in it has James Franco in it and what I think is really interesting about this show is and what people probably don't you know think about because not you know not everyone thinks about these types of things but I I'll think about this shit when I watch shows I I I can't just sit and watch a show and just like stare at a screen without like thinking about bullshit like this but it kind of it kind of kick-started their, like, a ton of people's careers. So I'm watching it, and I see, you know, this is the first thing, this is, like, the pretty much the first thing James Franco was in that was, like, actually, like, a popular show. Um, The first thing Seth Rogen was in. Um, It had a young Shia LaBeouf in it, I'm pretty sure. It had... It had a it had a few other famous people. I can let me let me do a let me do a quick Google search. I'm not sure, but the, that that's the thing about the show. All right, it has Lindy Linda Cardellini, who is like pretty famous. I don't know what she was in. She was in some stuff. She was in Scooby-Doo. Dead to Me. Daddy's Home. Legally Blonde. Avengers. So she was in like a bunch of stuff. Um, It has James Franco. Jason Segel. Both famous. John Francis Daly. Who seems famous. Seth Rogen. As, um, <clears throat> as, oh, it has, uh, yeah, young Shia LaBeouf. It has Rashida Jones, who was in The Office and Parks and Rec. Uh, 
Um, cameo from Ben Stiller. Cameo from a few other famous people. I mean, it's a good show. But what's interesting, like I said, is it kickstarted like... I mean, it was like kickstarted Shia LaBeouf's career probably... I don't know. I don't know about kickstarted, but it was the f- it was the first thing I've ever seen Shia LaBeouf in. It's like the first thing I've ever seen Seth Rogen, James Franco, Jason Siegel in. First thing I've ever seen uh, that Linda Cardellini girl in. I mean, and they're they're all really good in it. It's a, it's a good show. Um, but anyway, anyway, I've been binging that show. I love it. I think the reason that it got canceled after only one season <clears throat> is because maybe it was be- before it's time or something um maybe they didn't understand the whole teen drama high school show thing because i mean obviously i mean this show is a lot like that 70s show i mean it's very similar uh it's the set in the same time it has the same t- uh, type characters the same type you know story like episode plots and everything um so maybe maybe cuz the show uh was released in 1999 um and like I said it was only one season so it was just a one and done like 1999 and so maybe it was just before its time and that's why it got canceled because I mean it was it was set up for success with the amount of like star power because clearly I mean all those all those actors went on to do good things um, I mean, they're all, like, famous actors now. So, I mean, the show was set up for success, yet they canceled it after one season. And I actually heard Seth Rogen talk about it in, in like, an interview. Or not a, maybe not a whole interview about Freaks and Geeks, but, you know, he answered a question. He said he, he, he was angry, I'm pretty sure. And he, he said, like, yeah, the guy who canceled the show just didn't understand the show and, you know... It's a shame because it could have been a good show, but um, and uh, that's part of the reason why it's such a cult classic. I think is or like it's a cult favorite or whatever you call it because um, it only does have one season, so I think when when things are only have one season, people you know they watch it over and over again and they they like look at the little details of the show and stuff like that um but yeah it's a shame here's a surprise though i'm going to the gym after this i'm (laughs) i'm going to the gym after this after i record this podcast i'm gonna i'm going to the school gym and uh i'm gonna be getting some gains i guess it's just funny because i i mean i'm i'm a college student so I, i treat my body like absolute shit you know and, you know, I eat junk food all the time. I mean, we have a Bojangles and a Wendy's and a Chick-fil-A on campus. They serve burgers and pizza at the dining hall 24-7. I mean, I can DoorDash food at 1 o'clock in the morning, get Taco Bell any time any time of day I want, right? But every now and then I'm just like, I should go to the gym. <laughs> and then I just go to the gym and do like 30 minutes of like arm workouts. And then I'm like, all right. Let me go to the dining hall and stuff my face. It's a really funny dynamic. And then it's like, you know, I I definitely should do some cardio or something, but, you know, I'm not fat. 
I'm I'm actually the opposite of fat. I'm 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 skinny as hell. I mean that's that's a whole nother situation though. I, I maybe maybe one day I'll I'll be ripped. I don't I don't really think I could I don't think I could do that though. I don't think I could be like the ripped guy. You know, the guy that like goes to the gym every day. He like he's like walking around with one of those like protein shaker things. He's you know, those guys are just that's not the life for me being the protein shaker guy. Going to the going to the gym every day. Like yes, like having a having a good looking body is good, but like and like being being healthy you'd probably feel good. But at the same time it's like do you really do you really want to go to the gym every single day? You know, you're like you're like watching how many calories you eat, like what time of day you eat. I like eating McDonald's, okay? I don't I don't know if I'm ready to give up Mickey D's. <laughs> I can eat all the dining hall pizza I want and not get fat. So why am I worried about going to the gym and getting ripped? It's kind of dumb. At least I'm not fat. I could be fat, you know. I could just be rolling around, you know, rolling around the school, you know. But I'm not. I could have that honey boo-boo build, but I don't. You know, there's some, there's like four-year-olds that are obese now. Saw Bill Burr did a whole whole special on it. <laughs> Bill Burr did a whole bit on it. Like, you know, obesity is like a, a an epidemic in America. Or or it was or it is. I don't know what with all these with all the vegans in America now it's it's probably it's probably not that much of a problem. That 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 is funny though. Like I feel like there's such a big health movement in America, but at the same time, like everyone in America's fat somehow, so it's kinda weird how that works. But but yeah, like I I could be fat as shit, but I'm not. So, I think I think getting getting like in really good shape is like the least of my worries. You know. The th- my thing is, I'm actually a club athlete. You know. This is good for the podcast. All right. I'll let I'll let you guys know a little bit about me. I'm actually a club lacrosse player for um, Charlotte. Um, I'm a freshman and I'm a club lacrosse player. Um, so I probably should go to the gym more, right? I mean, I probably should get in shape. Most likely. Well, this has been 30 minutes of the That's Crazy Bro, um, podcast. I hope you got something out of it. Maybe you will go look at some modern art and make fun of it. <laughs> Maybe you'll go watch Freaks and Geeks. Maybe you'll go watch some Mitch Hedberg, a very good comedian. Uh, whether or not you do any of those things, I hope you enjoyed uh, this 30-minute podcast um, because no one needs to watch a two-hour podcast. This isn't Joe Rogan. Um, anyway, this has been, that's crazy, bro. And 
this has been very crazy, bro. So I'll see you guys later.